0: Every experience we have offers the opportunity to know ourselves from the inside out. Some of our most challenging experiences can be the breeding grounds for becoming
1: our most authentic self. Inside Out explores personal journeys of resilience, authenticity, and what it truly means to live a life with purpose. We encourage you to listen in because no matter where you are in your journey, we'll always meet you at Inside Out. Enjoy this episode with your hosts, Neha and Erica. So today's episode, we have our guest that talks about like the non-traditional uh, healing um, modalities that are out there. I personally have never really dabbled into any of that. Not that I've really had huge health concerns in my life, but even for the few that I have, I've never seeked anything outside of the traditional method, which is going to your doctor, you know, getting what you need to feel better and that's it. But I wondered if you if you could share maybe some of your experiences with going through um, this process?
0: Um, okay. But as long as it gets tap into yours too. Yeah, for great. sure.
1: <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> Fine.
0: Um, so it's called body talk. Mm. It's one of many uh, alternative healing modalities out there and I'm not going to do it justice. And thankfully we have, um, Deanne on later to properly explain what it is, but I came to body talk, not intentionally, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of, by chance, found out about it. And apparently neither did our guest. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. And ultimately, it taps into con- how, how and where consciousness lives in your body and how it's affecting your physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional experience. When I had my first session with Body Talk, uh, or my practitioner, and also our guest today, she was able to pull data by scanning my body from me and also explain to me why it's affecting my experience Mm. today and how. So I've had uh, digestive issues my whole life um, and they flared up around significantly challenging times in my life. I've also had, I've mentioned this openly on the podcast before, I've also uh, not been able to walk without being in excruciating pain for certain periods of my life. And, um, and with Deanne's help, I was able, I haven't, if I'm being completely honest, I haven't like completely healed it, but I'm like 90%. Mm -hmm. Um, but body talk was a big part of me starting to unload some of the things, some of the consciousness that was trapped in my body from past experiences. And so for example, she was able to like pinpoint a partner that I had at the age of 20 that I've long since forgotten about. And and the nature of that relationship and how it was still in you know some of my organs. And to people listening, I 100% know that they're gonna be like, yeah. rolling their eyes or <laughs> whatever. I
1: was too, as of this morning, you know, or right. sorry, as of last night, I should say. Yeah.
0: yeah, oh, for sure. Like, it's just not what we're um, conditioned to think, right? When right. we think about health. But I do have to say like, you know, it certainly wasn't Western medicine that got me better. Yeah. And it's not to um, it's not to disparage Western medicine at all. It's just to say that this was my experience, that mm-hmm. um, I had to get to this point where I was open to anything because I had seen over 20 doctors and I had no answers. Right. So that's kind of how I understand body talk in a nutshell. But of course, there's so much more. Yeah. But I wonder what your oh experience was. So you came into it with like you've had no experiences like this before.
1: No, No. never. I've never seeked. And I've, i said this to you before, like I never go out to look for answers for myself. I feel like if they present themselves in front of me, then I will not shut the door on them, but I'm not actively looking for them. Our guest today was so very generous to say, you know what, this is kind of a place of just education. And so she was willing to offer for me to just experience what it was like. And I, what I really loved about my experience was I didn't feel like forced to believe in anything. It was take it or leave it. And that's really how I went into it. I said, okay, I'm just opening myself up to it. Whatever comes out of it. Great. If I want to take something from it, I will. If I don't, I'm just going to leave it right there. There is something to be said about the fact that a lot of the things that were discussed, certainly started to make sense. So that was interesting for me. Nonetheless, I think this is why it's so important to just talk about it, because I think it's just nice to understand that there is this part of us and our bodies that, you know, want to talk, and they want to tell us stuff, and we might be ignoring them as she said, as our guest said, we are not conditioned to learn how to heal ourselves. Mm. We're taught to, well, if you're sick, you go to the doctor. And if you need your tooth pulled out, you go to the dentist. So like, we are just taught to be that way. And so this is a very interesting way to just bring awareness that, hold on, a lot of what we can do for ourselves is actually right inside of us. And she... I have to say is a true epitome of living from the inside out. And I think she, she did that. She does that for people. She brings out the inside to their awareness so that it makes sense about what's happening on the outside. So I think about like more conventional ways of
0: talking about emotional processing. And it's not uncommon for us to hear things like, Oh, I need to process this or I need some time with this or time heals, whatever. Mm -hmm. So if we take that anecdote, which Seems to have some truth to it, but doesn't really tell us anything. It's quite intangible. To me, body talk actually addresses that at the core. Right. So we learn from Dan, you know, things like where our organs and how our organs store consciousness, Mm -hmm. which is how you ended up in your session having experiences where you had very specific events brought up to you Mm -hmm. that are living in your in your body. I love that it's so holistic right like you can see the physical ramifications you can see the spiritual ones you can see the just plain old energetic ones the emotional ones um I know at the end of my first body talk session I was like quite um not crying emotional but I was just emotional Mm -hmm. like I just had a lot running through me right and I think I even said to Deanne like I needed to go for a long walk and then I bought a bottle of wine (laughs) after And that's that's how I processed, but you know, I'm sure it wouldn't be recommended
1: from John Talk, but again, I think it's just exciting to be able to educate one another. And this is the purpose of Inside Out, right? This is what we wanted. We want to build a community where we can learn from one another, no matter what our experiences are. We are all trying to figure out how to live from the inside out, and whether it's through non-traditional you know, modalities, whether it's through an adverse situation you've had in your life, whatever the case is, this is what we're trying to do is bring everyone's perspectives and say, hey, we're all doing the same. We're all just trying to live. We're all just trying to live an authentic and happy life. And I'm just so glad that we have somebody like Deanne who's going to be able to tell us her story on that. So what do you think? Is it a good time to bring her on? I think this is a good time to bring her on. Okay. (laughs) Our guest today, Deanne, is the owner of Collective Healing, where she offers Body Talk healing sessions and spirit baby readings. Why Deanne got into this work is because her mission is to hold space for others to find self-awareness and deeper contentment wherever they are in their life and healing journey. And a warm welcome to you, Deanne. I was hoping you can start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and the work you do with Body Talk.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'll start with myself. Um, I reside in, I guess, the Okanagan Valley in British Columbia, uh, Canada, and I'm married. I have a lovely husband, Keith, and two daughters. So I've got Ellie. She's three and a half. I always say she's three and a half going on 30. <laughs> I took a picture of her the other day. Um, she was waiting for an appointment. She's got her arms crossed and her legs crossed. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and I've got a, a second daughter who's um, almost 15 months. Her name is Juno, and she is uh, walking everywhere like a, little, like a little zombie. So she's uh, <laughs> full, of, full of life, full of energy. Um, I'm also a business owner of Collective Healing. Um, in Collective Healing, I practice body talk and uh, spirit baby modules. So um, yeah, uh, body talk, if we get into that, if we get into what body talk is... Um, I guess classically, it's always been explained as energetic healthcare. And um, Dr. John Veltime is the creator of Body Talk, and he always says that we have the ability to heal ourselves. Our bodies have the ability to heal themselves. So if we can, you know, as a facilitator, help the body just to reestablish its communication internally. Um, you know, maybe get it more comfortable with its environment, work out its belief system triggers, then the body essentially can spark its own healing. And that healing might look different for every single person. Uh, For some, it's actual physical spontaneous healing. For others, it might be a lift in their emotional um, anxieties or depressions. Um, You know, digestive issues might calm down, things like that. So, I guess the healing isn't really up to us, how the body wants to show that. Um, what's, what is up to us is that we've just facilitated. We started the body to spark that mm-hmm. communication and spark that healing. Um, another thing about body talk that I love is it's a holistic modality. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't know what holistic means is uh, the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual body. And You cannot separate, I guess you can separate the body to treat it. We have a lot of healthcare systems out there that do that already. And so John was able to create a system that you could tackle this whole holistic body at one time. And he was seeing more profound results that way because we're not supposed to separate the body. The emotional emotional body is supposed to be linked into the physical. The physical is supposed to understand the mental body and the spiritual is supposed to govern a lot of all of this. So he created a way to access everything to give us a full, complete story. Now, don't get, me, like, don't get me wrong. When you go and say you have a bad accident, say you're surfing and the shark comes and takes your arm off, you're not going to look for your body talk practitioner. You're going to want your surgeon, right? So those, those healthcare systems are in place for a reason and God bless them. Um, but then I always say, you're probably going to need your body talker afterwards, Um, you're probably going to have, you know, maybe some fear or some trauma related to your accident that you're going to want to work through and actually would probably help your scar healing. Mm. Um, if you've had major trauma, say to your physical body and you had a surgery and you didn't deal with the emotional repercussions of it, that can really impede how you're going to heal. So look at us we can all come together to really work together to serve the body the best case scenario and in this it would be maybe a follow-up with your body talker to um look at um, the trauma look at it possible ptsd so you don't have a fear of the ocean when you want to go surfing again Um, so essentially i i would say in a nutshell that's body talk and it can go many uh, layers deeper than this um, and I'm sure that people who have had session would all describe it slightly different. but from a facilitator, that's probably the best way to describe it.
0: So how did you because from from our conversations, we've learned that you know you've had your own health challenges that have kind of led you, would you say to body talk almost accidentally? like you didn't did you know? Yes, that? or maybe by purpose right? <laughs>
2: <Exactly>. <laughs> maybe, maybe by purpose, but yes, um I was. I was led to Body Talk initially because of my own health crisis. Um, And that health crisis was really at my breaking point. Like I had tried everything. I had done everything. I was exhausted mentally and emotionally, physically, Um, spiritually. I was seeking all the answers. Um, I was at my end and I was working um, in an office at the time and my coworker said, you should go and check out this girl. She didn't really tell me it was body talk right away, but I was all for it. I was like, "Oh, yeah, like haven't tried this." Um I, uh, you know, was always a a believer and a fan of energy and energy work, so it was right up my alley. And I so yeah, I I met her and my life just shifted. I like <laughs> like most people who start body talk, they don't they can't figure out why, but their life just changes. And I felt awake. I felt like I was, um, you know, even though I had a ways to go still with getting my health back to where it should be, um, I felt like I could actually do that now. I didn't feel like I couldn't do it. I didn't feel like I um, had nowhere to turn. I felt like I had purpose again. My mom even said to me after I had my session, she says, Deanne, the light has come back on in your eyes. Like she's like, I can see the glow in your eyes. I can see your passion again, like you're back, you know? And it wasn't like I was clinically depressed or anything, but I just was so incredibly lost. So I had a series of sessions with her. And obviously found out it was body talk and um, just thought it was really profound. And then like shortly after that, I had moved away. So I stopped body talk. I didn't realize that it was a like it could be a maintenance thing. Mm. So but I kept going back. I kept thinking about it. And I thought, man, I like the best I'd ever felt was when I was doing this work with this lady and I would find other um, practitioners of energy medicine and kind of dabble in that. And they were helpful. But I felt like nothing was as powerful as the body talk work that I had. So, um, yeah, so that's how I kind of came to found body talk initially was being a client of it first and having my own experience of transformation and renewal by the work. And then it was many years later that it even came back to me again because I had moved back home and the same, um, facilitator practitioner that I had gone to, she, uh, started appearing everywhere in my town and. And I was, you know, I was going to run up and be like, hi, remember me? I was so excited. And um, she, and I'm sure she probably would have remembered, but I just didn't want to be that weirdo. So I, you know, I kind of just, I kind of just was like in my own little world, like, oh, this is exciting. And then I just kept seeing her everywhere. So that prompted me to go back online and research body talk again. And then I was like, oh, they're offering courses like, in a town away from me. Like I could do, th- I can do this. This is time. And I had already started to think about going into energetics as a career. Um, and I had started with some Reiki and stuff like that, but I knew that wasn't sort of my end all be all. And so when this sort of popped up, I thought, yep, it's time. And within like a month or two, I was signed up for my first body talk course. And so that's what- how it all came back.
0: <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you couldn't avoid it really. No, um, no, which is. Just- Kind of the perfect way to to fall into something but yes i've always had this question with my own health challenges and i actually don't know that i've gotten to the answer really um i've seen i've done somatic therapy which um for those of you who don't know is i mean i don't know everything about it but my understanding of it is that it deals with trapped energy in the body similar concept of body talk um and once that trapped energy is released then Ideally, you can go physically back to the same way that you were in your perfectly healthy state. Um, And I've researched lots of cases about that and, and seen lots of success with that. However, if I'm being totally honest, I never, maybe I didn't take it far enough as far as I could have. But, you know, I went from being in a place where I couldn't walk to... You know, now I can walk and I, it's been a lot related to diet and energy work. So I guess that's sort of a long roundabout way of asking the question of, in your perspective, you know, having done your own healing with body talk, but I'm presuming, has it been in compilation with other things? Like, do you believe it's only energy that ails the body or is it other things too? Uh
2: Yeah. I mean, I would say, Obviously, a good mix mixture. I've personally been like you too. I've had to change diet protocols. Um, You know, I worked with a naturopath. I think it's all the same. I think what has been the best though, because I've worked with, you know, a lot of other practitioners before and didn't get anywhere. But when I added the body talk, it's like when you work with it, when you use it in tandem with other modalities or other um, healing protocols, like say, even a diet is a healing protocol or food um, restrictions. Is that you? You sort of release the belief systems or anything else that could be interfering with it, so that the the actual diet can work better for you or more integratively. Um, so the two, I would say, it's sometimes it's if, if the body talk can't do it on its own, then it's it's actually meant to then integrate it so that you don't go backwards, you're not doing so much work with your diet. You're not doing, you're not taking so many supplements um, because you're you're still correcting a foundational issue with the body talk and then you're just nourishing the body how your body wants to be nourished at that point. And for me, it could have been that, you know, many, maybe many years with a parasite had damaged a little bit more of my intestine. So I'm still rehabbing it and I can get there quicker if I add a little bit more of a supplement. Yeah. than just doing body talk. And I, I think that it's beautiful that we can use it both. We, we can get places quicker if we can mix yeah, and find out what our intuition is and that's okay. I think the other thing is too that um, as a society, like we are not really taught that we can heal ourselves. It's a very foreign belief system to think that we can just go and poof, magically we're healed. Um, And I can see that I've seen that I've heard of stories of the spontaneous healings. I've, you know, we've all heard those stories, Um, but it's hard to get sometimes the mental brain around it. And when you don't fully believe it, then you can't attract that energy.
0: Mm -hmm. So then
2: you will need a supplement because you believe that you can get, you know, healthier with a supplement, or I'm supposed to go to my doctor to get well. So then we will go to our doctor and get well. We will also go to our body talk practitioner and just see what that's about. And oh, wow, that makes a difference. So I'll just use both. So I think too, it's also just the ingrained belief system of where we're supposed to and how we're supposed to get well. Yes. that contributes to it right does that make sense no it
1: really does and it oh sorry go ahead and no, no interrupt me no <laughs> I was gonna say um you know you brought up a good point about like if you don't believe it then you'll you know you'll try all these different methods and I'll be the first to admit it's not that I don't think I believed it before I met you or before Erica introduced us I just didn't know enough about it to understand what it entails so I do wonder you know for people that really have never heard of this they might be sitting there thinking, and I had this thought, I had to talk it through with Erica. I had, you know, obviously researched a lot about it to think like, am I the right fit to go to Body Toss? Like, is this like, are the questions that I have in my life The actual, like, is it fitting the protocol of me being your typical client? I guess. So, maybe just to tell us a little bit, like, what are your typical clients asking you? What kind of questions do they come to? I know what I came to you for, and I probably have a million more. Um, But typically, what do people come to you for? It'd be nice for our listeners to connect to being like open to the idea of maybe that's one of them as well.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I always tell clients that there's really nothing off topic. That you can bring up at a body talk session. So, first and foremost, anybody is welcome. Any issue, any trauma, anything that they have going on in their mind that is driving them crazy is not off limits to me, especially to me. I will, you know, I'm a fairly non judgmental, open practitioner. So, I like, you know, just give it to me straight. Um, but I always just say that the best is if when somebody comes in for a session that they're just in an open place of surrender and an open place of just wanting to seek and um, be receptive of the work. If you're coming in, Um, you know, arms folded energy, very good crossed off. And I'm just going to judge and see what this is all about, but you're not really going to take it in. Like it's not your time. I would say you might still have issues to work with, but then it's not your time. You want to be in an open receptive place. I'd say, so the people that I get in are usually in that place already. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's because they've probably thought about body talk for a while, then they're finally ready, or they've heard a story and felt really comfortable and thought, "Hmm, I'm going to go check it out. So, um, I, and so I appreciate those, I appreciate those clients that come in that way, um, when they're nice and, um, open and in a place of surrender. But as far as the typical type of clients that I get, it's like, it's really all over the map. Honestly, um, you get people with very classic, um, just digestive issues. Um, I get people who aren't sure where they're supposed to be in life. Um, I get people who, Um, Just are struggling with mental health and even addictions. Um, And um, I get people who, you know, just have back issues. I have like a chronic lower back issue and they don't know um, what to do. So I think, too, the other thing is I get a lot of clients that have tried everything. And then they're finally, because they're so disgruntled about what's going on and they're like panicky about it, they're willing to try this. So then they do kind of come into a place to surrender because they're like, oh, I got nothing to lose at this point. Mm. Um, And then they're so surprised by that because they're already open. They've already kind of broken down a lot of their own barriers by trying everything else. And they're just ready for the experience. And, you know, and it usually ends up being a transformation more than what they originally came in for, which is part of the beautiful thing. It ends up being a very much like a a soul and a life transformation rather than just a, you know, my knees bothering me or my lower back hurts. And they start to get the bigger picture too about, um, I think energy and how it all relates, not only in our body, but how we are within the world dynamic, if that makes sense. So just to kind of really go there, but it, I think it, you know, it opens up this, I guess that would be more of the spiritual body, but it opens up like the potential, why we're here. It starts to, you know, get people to ask those deeper questions, well, which like, is my personal favorite. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: but, I mean, energy is a whole layer. Like, we know we've talked about this on previous episodes, how obviously like, you know, anything, any stressors in our life will, very much affect our physical health. We, we both have experiences, Erica and I, and I'm sure you have too, but it's, I think even coming out of just listen to what you're saying coming out of this morning session with you. Um, it's just, it's so powerful. Like our energy truly really does make a difference. And I don't think that a lot of us really take that into into the consideration it deserves, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah, for me, it's become a like, I always knew this, but it's, I think once you experience something like our session this morning, it just kind of re puts it into perspective of what right. difference you know, my perspective on something or my energy this morning or my energy towards a relationship or my family or whatever the case is, how much it'll actually affect like internally. And mm-hmm. we, we said this earlier in our session, but I'll mention it again is, we truly, with Yan with this morning, like we went through this whole experience of the inside out. I was like, just gonna say, she literally that. went to inside <laughs> and tried to figure out what was happening on the outside. So, yeah, like, it was like, you know, my world's colliding in, in that call. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I had, a, I had a client, this was kind of when I first started, and she said to me, She's like, she said it very poetically, but she's like, you know, a session with you was like, being ripped open from the inside out and like gently soothed and healed though. Like, and she just said, like, I feel like everything got pulled out from inside out and like it's So when I heard you guys' podcast and every time I see that, that's kind of what I think about even with the body talk is um, starting with those foundations, those inside pieces, right. To really manifest physically. Um, And that is, a lot where by talk, I think really shines. And a lot of it is with the deeper inner belief systems, the deeper energies, the, um, what really drives us in our thought forms, what really drives us in our everyday energy. Right. And then that's sort of the way we can heal. And, um, in some ways you could also look at it like the onion piece too, right. Which we kind of talked about once before, which is, um, you know, typically we start sort of kind of gently on the outside too, but like when we really get down into those deep onion workings, that's when a lot more can really shift Mm. with people is that the deep inner, inner workings of your onion.
0: Well, so correct me if I have misunderstood this. It was just something that I picked up in one of our sessions that we had together. And I think, I think you, you know, so much about this. I don't think we'd be able to hear it all in, in this one episode, but I understood that, organs hold legacy if that if i'm saying that right like they mm-hmm. hold memories and they consciousness consciousness yeah that's the best way yes to say it. and so for those of us who are just again sort of starting to tap into this idea with with is it true that certain organs based on their profile like whether it's like the liver or the kidney or whatever are they prone to holding specific types of experience or consciousness i should say or is it does consciousness just sit wherever it's it can find a place like how does that work
2: yes yeah, so i'll describe actually em- emotions first come in through the diaphragm center and the diaphragm actually chooses where to send it hmm. so uh, the diaphragm will say oh you need more organization head to the liver oh you've got a lot of fear oh, okay let's send you to the kidneys oh you're pissed off let's send you to the bladder you know, Oh, you need to do some discerning. Let's go into the small intestine. So I just listed some consciousness emotions linked to your body parts. Um, and then sometimes when we have an immediate reaction, we'll cry. So we've let out an emotion. It doesn't need to go anywhere or we laugh or we're angry and we're processing right in the moment. So it doesn't need to go anywhere, but for the bigger stuff that, um, is too much for our body mind to process all at once, it will send it. And it will send it to the appropriate place that is its natural consciousness. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because it is designed to then, you know, work through. You almost want it in the same energy, chi, as its consciousness. So it can work through it. It can offer you um, um, the chance to look at it. There is this, um, I've seen in many sessions, there is this... um, time where uh it sometimes will get locked down in a different place where it should be. Um, so say if you've got grief that naturally sits in the lungs or the colon, uh, maybe it's stuck more in the small intestine or the heart. And so we would look at sort of shifting out that experience. In BioTalk, we call this a vivaxis. We would look at taking the vivaxis and moving it, uh, moving that emotion, that um, memory, whatever's linked to it to the appropriate organ. So then it can um, offer a completion. It can offer the body to complete the processing and release it. So if it sent it to the lungs, then we might all of a sudden get a, a day of crying. Because now it can actually process it out or, you know, maybe we release through our bowel movements or something like that. So that's a way that um, body talk can make sure that it's sitting correctly. And if it's been sitting for too long, then we look at helping it move out, right? Helping the body to process it. And it might just be that the body didn't have enough tools up in its mental capacity to look at it at the time. Um, You know, I think a clear example would be like if, um, you just had a baby and say, um, somebody died or a parent died or something like that. You're trying to care for your newborn. You don't have a lot of time to sit and grieve, or you don't have a lot of time to process this death. And so you kind of do, but you also put it maybe on a shelf a little bit just because you're with a new baby. And so there's always times where we can go back and finish the completion. We can go back and finish the processing.
0: Okay that's really or that's like the best thank you that's like the best yeah way. that makes sense okay yes, absolutely and it's okay. just something I've always wondered about and yeah i think it kind of answers that spiritual connection to the body right that it's mm-hmm. and the other thing that comes through is when you said that the emotion goes to the organ that can hold its consciousness most naturally is that because the frequency of that organ is matching the frequency of the of the consciousness to then process it? Is that what I'm understanding?
2: Yeah, I would say if I was to look, um, if I was just to quickly go in and look at it, that's the way it would remind me is that um, it's like a light bulb that matches the other light bulb.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: oh yeah, you're you're supposed to go there. That makes sense for that organ to deal with it. Right. Um, the other thing too, I should say is that if you sent so much to the liver, like say you've had so much organization coming up and um, that can be another reason where Biotalk helps is just to, like, sometimes the organ can almost get too, like, overheated, if you will, like a car. Um, you know, it's like, I haven't been looking after the liver and it's overheated because there's so much um, chi, there's so much energy being sent there with everything it needs to do. And so sometimes you might have to take time to support it. Like, this is where we can work with natural medicine or other things to support it, maybe a detox just to get things moving again. Or gently with body talk, we're just saying, okay, does this need to be? A, is this a priority in your life? No, like we can almost clear house or clean out the closet, so to speak. So that's another thing that can happen is that the body part or organ just gets to have too much in it because it's not upkeeping with what your life demands are. Yeah, that makes also known sense. as stress.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, up until you know discovering things like this, we just keep hearing, "Oh, stress makes you sick," or like, yeah. "Stress, affects yeah. well, let's dig into that a little." Bit. Like
2: health one hundred and one, right? Stress yeah. makes you sick. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So I want to know a little bit more about you, I and mean, you don't have to go into specifics sure. about your personal information. But what was it about when you discovered Body Talk that helped you? gravitate one more towards it but just in your personal life like what changes came out of that for you oh, that's a good
2: question. yeah it's um I, like i guess i can remember multiple times um so let's start with so when i first i kind of mentioned a little bit before but when i first found body talk i was in just like that deep cycle of i can't get well i can't get better um i've got nowhere to turn like last straw kind of stuff so that that in a sense body Talk allowed me to get some energy back some renewal and to um almost like moved me from a stuck position to unstuck. So that was huge. Um when I found it, when I came back to Body Talk to practice it and to learn it, I also did multiple body, I had so much body talk done on myself because you're studying and everything like that. And I was able then to come and work on more of my health crises again. So I came back to like the fear. So a lot of my health background was. Uh, resulted in a lot of vertigo and dizziness very chronic so every day Mm. for many many years like I'm talking 15 plus years Mm. and so the the amount of I guess fear I had around travel you know just like I was so nervous to leave because what if I got vertigo like I had all of these weird quirky um, interruptive fear-based thoughts because of what my health had kind of set me up to be, I guess, at that point. So I sort of had to undo all of that work. And I also, you know, when I first met my husband, God bless him, he was like, I, you know, I'd be talking, I was almost obsessed about my health at that point. I talk about it all the time. And I was like, what if it says, he's like, you're fine, you're healthy. And I wanted to slap him. I was like, I'm not healthy. Like, what are you talking about? And so I was able to also utilize body talk to get back into this perspective that I was whole, like I'm a whole person, like my body is healthy. Like I am, I am fine. I am okay. I am safe. I was able to like, kind of work through a lot of those things. Um, I did a lot of inner child. Uh, fragmented self work as well. And honestly, I was just really open to anything else that wanted to come up. Like I don't, I can't, I, I can't remember. I don't even know how many sessions I've had in my, in my time with talk at this point, because I've had so much of it. And every time, you know, a layer is addressed, but I think those bigger ones, I also, um, was able to do some work. Um, it was around the time my husband and I thought we were going to get married and we were really at this, this meeting point, like, do we stay together? Are we getting married? Like, what are we doing? And, um, I had also started body talk with another facilitator at this time. And like my relationship health improved so much. And it wasn't because I don't think it was because he changed. He was always the same way, but I changed so much, right? Like I, I changed, um, I got stronger like mentally and emotionally and physically, like I got stronger. And so I was able to, um, work on myself, my triggers. If my triggers were less then I'm not yelling at him for shit, that's mine. Sorry, I love to swear. <laughs> um, right. And so, and so like that's, and yes, he has his stuff too. And he was a pretty conscious guy. Like he, you know, he's done his work, not necessarily in but he's done a lot of his work. So I just needed to do some of my work and, you know release a lot of those um things that just made me angry for no reason and release them and work through them so i could just be a less charged person in our relationship and um be more um i guess i don't want to say mature is not the right word cuz i was mature but just i guess more um less charged on yeah. certain issues less triggered so and then i think the other big big one that um Body Talk really helped me with was financial um, like I was insecurity, stress, fear around finances. And I've had that my whole life. Mm-hmm. So Body Talk also works with the concept of past life or mm-hmm. reincarnation. So for some, that might be um, jarring when it comes to their background and their belief systems. But um I came in, you know, with some of this, I think. Um, past life belief system ab- around finances and the insecurity around money. And it was started at a very young age because my mom, we would be at the bank and I, I would have these fears that I wouldn't know how to pay my bills. Okay. Like I'm five years, I'm five years old and I have this thought. And so I would take all the banking slips oh, and i go, I'd go home and I would pretend I was paying bills. Like oh my, my body was trying to figure it out. Wow. And that kind of was through my whole life, really. Um, I had a lot of dreams of being homeless, too, and the fear of being on the street. Um, I was like, how am I ever going to support myself? Like, I was worried about never being able to make money or support myself. Um, And then... I don't think this is too much information because my, my husband's pretty open book, but I, you know, I met somebody who had his own financial distress. Right. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, look what I've attracted. Wow. <laughs> and, but we were, but I needed that. I needed him to have almost like, cause if I had somebody who just came in and said, look how much money I have, I'm just going to take care of you. i never would have learned my own financial independence and my own financial security for myself right. and for my family and things like that. So I almost thank it as a lesson mm. but body talk really helped me to work through a lot of the fears and um, the past life influences that that had had on my life. Mm. And now when I look at money, I look at it as there's tons of money coming in. I'm always in my money flow. I don't worry about like I'm a business owner. So you think for somebody who's insecurity about money, that would be the last thing they'd want to do. You'd think they would want a nine to five and a, a solid paycheck. So I had to work through that as well. And, um, and come to, um, a lot of trust in the universe in the sense that I know I'm always taking care of. It's fine. I attract as much clients as I need. They're always there. Like business is f- fine. It flourishes. Like I've had to do a lot of work around that. So I, I owe a lot of that to body talk. I really do.
0: And what about your clients? So, I mean, just from being slightly tapped into your community, I, I know some stories of Of your clients including myself who have had immense results but do you have any stories that like particularly stand out to you for what body talk has done for others yeah yeah absolutely
2: um start with this one client she had a lot of tummy issues so a lot of um, gastrointestinal small intestine large intestine stomach everything Um, and to the point where it was crippling for her, like she was, she couldn't really get out of bed a lot of the time, like just so much pain. And she had every test, like, like you name it, like the Crohn's, Celiac, like everything. Um, everything in the medical, I guess, world, she had done even a lot of naturopathic work, you know, was tested for like all the SIBO and parasites and everything came back negative. And so a big shift for her was, um, when her father died and, um, and I think she, if I can remember correctly, she had digestive some digestive issues before, but it got so out of hand when her father passed mm-hmm. and she just didn't put the two together. Mm-hmm. So when we got into session, it was abundantly clear and she didn't actually in her intake really bring up the death of her father. So when it came up, you know, she's having a ton of tears on the table, right? A big release because the body finally recognizes um, the connection, right? And the other thing was, it wasn't just about her father's death, but it was about the past abuse that, that she lived through as, as um, a young child with her father as well. So it was in that sense, multiple layers. But once we did the work, um, probably after about two or three sessions, like she's just completely gone. Like the bloating was gone. Um, she obviously like Erica and I, we talked about, she, you know, was eating already healthy, so she continued to eat healthy because she had cut everything out because she thought it was that. So she was eating healthy to begin with. So It wasn't like she did a major or massive um, diet change at the same time. It was just this energetic piece that was missing for her. And um, and yeah, she saw worlds of difference. Like she's like, I feel like I got my life back. And then, very similar to my story, probably about six months later, around the time um, where um, the initial um sort of health crisis started for her she started to get the fear that it was going to come back and usually um, the body kind of remembers times right rem- re- remembers time fragments so it rem- remembered that this was the time when she got sick um, and it was you know around her father's passing so we had to do like almost another layered piece around the fact that she was fearful that she was going to get sick again the same way even though I'm telling her the story's already complete, it's already past, it's gone. Sometimes the brain doesn't remember it that way; it remembers it like it's yesterday, and this is the same time. So that was a really beautiful healing for her, and she's been she's been great ever since. Wow! So life changing for her. I worked with another um, gal who uh, struggled with alcohol addiction um, and a lot of anxiety, uh, depression disorder, and it was really hard on her. She was a mother um, married, it was hard on her relationship. Um, you name it. Um, and you know, like the addiction gets to that point where you're just obviously not functioning as yourself. And so you do things that are not you and and not yourself. And so a lot of damaging things happened within the relationship. Um, but we did a lot of work together, um, probably a good six months of work and she, um, yeah, she stopped, she just stopped drinking really literally yes her addiction she just literally stopped drinking um her relationship started to heal um she still had some things to work out with that um and like I said it's that layered effect you kind of deal with the big stuff and then it's like okay now we can go in and really fine-tune what it is that is still maybe triggering with you in your relationship or you and your spouse Um, and so we, we still did some work around that, but I think the biggest thing was that she got a lot of her power back that she felt like she, um, didn't need the alcohol to function like or to cover anything up, um, that she didn't have the desire there to drink anymore. Um, she had some grief healing during that as she lost somebody very important to her, um, which escalated the drinking at that time so yeah I'm just I was so proud of her and I still I still am I'm incredibly proud of her strength so I do work with men I should say I had a (laughs) I had a gentleman um, and I still see him he came in with massive um, uh, brain trauma Mm -hmm. so he had a really severe um, brain injury with a work accident and at that time too it, it sort of changed his personality. Right. Um, And I don't know if it was necessarily the brain injury that did it or just um, that it really put him off his feet. That changed his personality. He he became somebody he hated. Mm. And that hate really extended again into the relationship he was in. It was a very long term relationship, was marriage-like and resulted in a separation. And, you know, when we, when we first started, and it's funny because his, his spouse was the one that got him the session for Christmas. And then a month later they had separated. So he came in and he goes, I don't know. I have this gift certificate. I'm coming in cause I just don't know what else to do. And I'm still seeing him. It's been like two or two and a half years later. Right. And he is one powerful guy. So he's gone from, you know, somebody who like, he just doesn't like who he sees in the mirror to man loving himself um you know recognizing the importance of what the accident was for him kind of this big wake-up call like hello um but also the amount of energy work we're able to do for his brain injury and for the brain trauma um was just like mind-blowing for him like he and he because he is so intuitive he could feel a lot of the uh, Immediate sensations or reactions from working on those areas. Because for him, it would translate as not being able to sort of sometimes get like the, the words out or put it into sentences properly or be able to hold on to um, what he wanted to say while somebody was speaking and then he'd forget. So it was a lot of that type of um, parts of the brain that we were working on. And so he was able to rehab a lot of that. Um, And, and work through that. And then, you know, even get into meditation practices for himself that um, not only help with the brain rehab, but also just, I think, help him to realign in his new purpose, because it's like his whole life essentially shifted, right? Mm. So yeah, again, like, really cool story. I mean, I'm just in awe. Like I, I I know I do, I've been doing this for a while, but every time I do a session, I'm just like, oh wow, that happened. And and when you work with somebody over and over and you just get to see their transformation. For me, there's just like, there's like nothing greater than that. Like seeing somebody like go into their butterfly, you know, energy and just live how they were meant to live, like what they were supposed to do when they got here.
1: I have to, I have yeah. two questions, but I want to start off by saying first thank yeah. you for mentioning one of your clients is a man because I'm yeah. certain that you see this as well. Are men a little bit more hesitant and reserved to this, whereas I think women maybe are a little bit more open and vulnerable experiences like this. Do you find that with your clients? Do you mainly have yes. this are- Yes, I do
2: i um it's always been that way. Um, I don't know if it's me as a practitioner and what I attract in because it's not that I don't like. Working with men, I do. I but I'm I'm just in that same energy that come to me though, open, come to me open and willing and in a place of surrender. So I think a lot of the times men come in a little bit more guarded, a little bit more in their masculine, a little bit more in their left brain that kind of says, like, you know, what is this? Do I trust this to work? Whereas women can kind of naturally be more in their feminine, which is more right brain, which is that abstract of, oh, anything can be possible. Right. So I think it, it might just be the way that, um, men and women approach things to begin with. But I do know lots of men that do get body talk still. Um, my husband's had it. Um, he's, he responds well, but he's, he's kind of a guy that, um, everything's always good like he's even keel so even if he gets a session he feels the same whether he gets it or he doesn't like he's just that type of person um but he's had it before likes it um yeah so i mean it is it is for every- like even children it's for everybody children babies um like all age groups um, are welcome to body talk
1: right because this has nothing to do with gender this is just how absolutely it responds not to what's happening in our world so yes absolutely um, you've kind of already alluded to this but why is this work so important to you? Yeah, I think, you know, just
2: off sort of the last cuff that I talked about is, um, I, like, I love seeing people's transformations. I think for me, I've always been a seeker of, like, getting into your courage, getting into that authentic place, right? Like, where you can um, really be your best. Like, life, it doesn't have to be hard. You know, like it, it can be beautiful if we look at the experiences as, um, um for us, not against us.
0: Beautiful.
2: And I, so I, I think doing the work helps me spread that wisdom. I think doing that work allows one more person to walk around happier to be, when you're happier, you're more kind, you know, the consciousness of the planet then becomes more kind and we can see a bigger picture and a greater purpose for why we're here in our life and the way we treat people. So it's, it becomes one-on-one. I love the shift and the transformation, but it's almost like it ends up being a global thing. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, my thing is like, you know, we, so many of us can walk around so angry and blaming everybody else too. And like, I think holding space to be like, it's okay that I have stuff and it's okay that it's not right. And it's okay that, um, I need to fix it and to take that, take that initiative and take that power back to fix it yourself. Right. Because nobody's going to do it for you. And then you'll realize that when I go to have relationships, when I go to have, um, you know, career changes, whenever, whatever I go to do life, I'm in my stream. Life is that much easier. I'm way less triggered. It's not other people's issues. It's mine. And you, you take that, you take that, you take that, um, responsibility back too. and there's again, way less meanness in the world and less blame. And we uh, become kinder people because we know ourselves better. Um, Yeah. So I think that's why, I like yeah. do the work very simply
0: <laughs> it's like the ultimate empowerment where you just like, you couldn't have, I don't think anyone could have said it better the way you just feel. Thank you. Ultimate. Yeah. That's okay. It's
2: I, I, I mean, it, and it's the same for mine. Like I continue to do my work. You know, I receive body talk. I do my own meditations. I do my own askings of why and seeking I, You know, it's about all of us doing our own work really. It's important, uh, I think. And I've al- I think, I've- I think the thing is too, I've always been drawn to do that naturally. And so, uh, growing up, even in high school, um, younger, I was always that friend that everybody wanted to talk to because I could kind of usually talk sense or uh bring something up that made them go oh yeah that's probably what it is or i feel better talking to you so it was always something i think that was in my path and in my alignment i just didn't know it would come out in this form
0: yeah yeah and now yeah. you're living truly from the inside out absolutely <laughs> only way to be yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: So if we could ask you one last (laughs) thing to tell us in your own definition, what does living from the inside out truly mean to you?
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think it's about having the courage, the trust to be as authentic as possible. If I was to summarize what I just said, just to keep it clean and simple, courage and trust, because you need that courage to really transform your life, to put yourself out there. And then you need to, from there on, it's, if you're living from those intuitive downloaded places, then you just trust it. And when you're doing both of those and it feels right in your heart center, you're living from the inside out.
0: Beautiful. Oh my goodness. Awesome.
2: No, this is so awesome. Uh, like, that you. was so much fun, you guys. I loved I love this. I could talk about it all day. So thanks for having a platform to do so and a beautiful platform to transform everybody from the inside out.
1: Oh, thank you. We mm-hmm. so appreciate your time. And we're so excited to, to have all our listeners listen in and hopefully have some people sent your way just so that they can experience the things that we have so far. So thank you so much awesome. for being so open. Yeah, my pleasure. We hope you enjoyed
0: this episode. Check out our website for more information on the podcast or what you heard today. www.insideoutthepodcast.com
1: And if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram. Is that it, Erica? Yeah, I think we're done. Okay, we're done.